Welcome to the Chillin' with Dylan podcast. Today's guest is Kelly Ann Judd. She was on the Rural World Sydney, the Challenge, the Challenge All-Stars, and we talk about all of that. We talk about her work with dogs, and we go into details um, just about her medical condition that she was going through last year and still going through currently. Um, you can find me on social media at the Dylan Deckard is my Instagram and at Dylan da- at Dylan.Deckard is my TikTok. All my links will be down below, and so will Kelly Ann's. I hope you guys all enjoy the episode. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Hey. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss them. Real as it gets, never know what to expect. Uh, got a rep jersey, I thought I told you. Yes, indeed, every week got a brand new poster while I'm... Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Let's go. All right. So the next guest on the Chilling with Dylan podcast is a legend, an all-star, an icon. Um, she was on seasons one of one and three of the Challenge All-Stars, all the way back from the real world, Sydney. It is Kelly Ann Judd. Kelly Ann, how are you doing today? Thank you for being here. Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm really good. Um, I want to start off like I always start off. Um, 2020 was a rough year. 2020 got a little better. 2022 is what we're in right now. Um, how's life going for you? How the last couple of years going for you? You filmed two reality shows in that time frame. Just so how's how's life and everything going for you? Yeah, life is good. Life is great. Um, I guess it's always how you look at it you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, I, I, I'd say life is going pretty well. That's good. That's good. Um, so you came back for All-Stars 1. Um, was that something that was like a hard decision for you? Or did you know once you got the call that you needed to make a return to the challenge? Um, it was kind of a difficult decision. A decision. You know, in, in some respect, I was really excited because I've always said like they should do it a challenge just for adults you know like 20 year old kids it's wasted like they say um youth is wasted on the young it's the challenge is wasted on the young um it's such a fun thing that I feel like people once they get into like regular careers and like families and just like the everyday life that like the challenge is exactly what we need to kind of like reinvent ourselves and figure out who we are today and just kind of give us that thrill that so many of us are kind of just needing I think human nature I think we need more of that thrill and so in that respect um I was really pumped at the same time I've had some hard experiences in the past and um you know, I had hung my hat a couple of times um, for the show, just saying that, you know, it wasn't for me. The people were not the healthiest for me. And um, and so that was hard. But, you know, Mark called me and said, you know, I really want you there. And I promise like and I have been sick, you know, as people who have listened to any of the podcasts know, I've been really sick for a few years. And so like also coming in unprepared, just physically not where I would normally be and just feeling overall not well mentally and physically these were all things that you know had some some weight on my decision but mark you know is a good friend of mine and he said we you're gonna want to do this i promise and i said yeah i mean i trust you and i want to help you out because it's your show so you know i'm in thanks for inviting me uh but i was nervous you know no matter what you're always going to be a little nervous definitely um, so you mentioned that you were sick. So some of those details kind of got out, but is there something you can talk about more? Um, like what your, what 
your sickness is? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, we're still figuring it out, and I am currently sick. Um, I was getting better for a while, um, but with what is going on, it kind of comes and goes. I believe that's how your body detoxes. So um, between stress and just like your body being able to release, uh, much like with I don't know if you know much about when people die, you can deal with emotions like in increments. It's kind of like that when you're detoxing, like your body won't release it all at once because it can't handle it. So it'll give you a little bit of what you can handle. It'll detox and you'll start to feel better. And you'll be like, oh, I think it's all gone. And all of a sudden it'll be like, boom, you feel like shit again. And, and what that is, and you try to remind yourself, or it's important to remind yourself when you have autoimmune and different things you're working through, um, is that it's, it's not that your body's incapable of, of detoxing or that you're doing something wrong, um, or that this is forever. It's just that how I like to look at it. And my friend has helped guide me to look at it is that you're going through the next phase of detox. And so even though you feel like shit and a month ago, you might've actually felt better, um, try to look at it as a good thing. So it means that, that those toxins were already there. You're just now like healthy enough to be able to release the next load. And so, um, I've been on a large release of toxins and, um, it's been hard, um, with the stress of my dog getting sick, um, during season one, I just, it just kind of hit me. So, you know, last June, I just haven't been as good as I was the year before, but, um, I'm still progressively getting better, I believe. And for what we know that it is, is heavy metal poisoning um, with um, a very high mercury and arsenic, but there was other ones that were high as well, but mercury was in the 98 percentile. And then also um, mold poisoning. And there's three different types of mold in the same family, uh, not black mold, but we don't know how I got it. Um, but apparently mold poisoning and heavy metals tend to go hand in hand. They don't have to go hand in hand, but if you get tested positive for one, it's important that you test for the other, because a lot of the times you could have both as well as Lyme disease, uh, which I tested negative for, but I need to do a second test because sometimes the test that like the Westernized doctors give you isn't very accurate. So that's a load. It's a lot of information and it's a lot of learning that uh, most doctors just don't have, um, a lot of information on. So you're, you're having to kind of like fight for yourself and, and you'll hear that you're crazy or you'll hear you're depressed or, um, yeah, you'll just hear a lot of, I don't knows, or maybe you have HIV, maybe you have cancer. I mean, I went through those two and, um, and you just kind of have to keep fighting for yourself, knowing that, uh, you deserve it. And it can be really difficult to do that when everyone who's supposed to know, uh, tells you that you're wrong or you're crazy. But um, finally, you'll have a doctor that says, oh, here's a test that actually shows that you are incredibly fucking sick. And that's why your memory is failing you. And that's why your body is inflamed. And that's why you're incredibly depressed because you're sick, not sick because you're depressed, you know, and um, people can relate to that because that's been a big, a big problem, especially with people with Lyme disease. So definitely. And you were going through all of this while filming All-Stars 1 and 3? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and like chronic back pulls and inflammation, um, a lot. And I got really lucky that I didn't have to do anything. There's a couple, um, on season one that like, uh, what Kendall and Katie did, like that would have fucked up my upper back. Cause that's what I always tend to pull just cause the inflammation. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got really lucky, you know, in a sense, 
but I did feel a lot better. The, the food was a lot cleaner and that affects me a lot um, in Argentina compared to Panama. And so with the stress of Panama, my body was already having a harder time. Um, season three, I was just in a lot worse condition than I was on season one. Definitely. Um, so I really hope you get better. I'm, I, it's interesting to hear this because we don't know the full details. Um, there was one listener question about it that like, what was Kellyanne going through? Because I think there was one thing mentioned, but nobody knew the full details. So it's interesting hearing what you've had to go through on top of filming this really hard reality show. Thanks. Yeah, it's hard. And, you know, people look at you and they say, oh, she's in shape or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, if you don't have like a shaved head or like, like going through chemo, you know, if you don't have a sign on your back or if you're not morbidly obese, people think, oh, you must be healthy. And it's just like, that's not true. So I hope what people get from this other than like to like find out what's going on with them and to really keep searching for themselves is to remember when you see someone on the street and you think they look like they're doing great and they seem like they're like happy or they seem like they're in better health than you, like don't judge them. You don't know what they're going through. And, um, and it was just really hard because even when I would talk about what was going on, like there was quite a few people in the house, like I didn't want to talk about it. It's very vulnerable and you don't want to be vulnerable with people who like will either use that against you or just not care. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, people in my room asked and I had all these vitamins and stuff and things happened that I needed. And, um, and it was like, I didn't want to talk about it because the other people just didn't seem to care or, um, I just like I was annoying people, you know, like I didn't want to be like, oh, I don't feel good, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but then it was interesting because after the show, because I had yeah, I had someone in the house like be like, it's just in your head. And it's like, wow, like actually, motherfucker, it's on paper. Thank God. Like, you're not even a doctor and you're trying to make me feel crazy, but thanks. Like appreciate your knowledge of nothing. Um, but then, you know, you have like your friends afterwards. I had someone like a good friend of mine afterwards being like, she was on the show with me the whole time. And she was like, I really didn't understand how sick you were. And I was like, really, you're in the room with me. I'm doing coffee enemas because I need to like be able to physically get up in the morning and I can't do them often because of the house situation. But like when I could, I would do it. And that was one of the few things that actually like help me feel a little better. And, and it's just like, I thought that I was like a broken record. And yet, you know, people who care about me still had no idea that I was in that type of situation. So, um, you know, it's, it's just a weird, it's a weird thing to be that sick and to, to not look sick because, um, it makes you kind of like feel crazy. It makes you feel a little crazy. Like how could people not understand? That's all I could feel sometimes. Like some days were better than others, but some days it was just like this, like tapping on my body, just like my brain being like, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. You're never going to succeed because you feel so sick, you know? And it was just like so hard for me to get out of that mental space. Um, so yeah, I'm not trying to say what was me, but um, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a lot. And if I was to do another show, I would hope that I was in better health, but, um, you know, it, it was, uh, it was trialing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I hope you get better. I think we should Thank change the subject to something a little bit more. Uh, Positive. Yeah. So I want to go back to Sydney. Um, so if you just talk about like your casting process, did you apply for other seasons of the real world? 
Whereas there are other seasons you were almost on. I interviewed Tina a little bit ago and she said that she was almost on the Real World Las Vegas with Trishel and Alton. Instead, she was yeah. road rules. So was there any situation like that for you? And just what was your casting process like? Oh, yeah. Um, so I did, I did an open audition. It was talked about on the radio. And, uh, you know, back in 2000, I think it was seven. And maybe it was six. At the end of six, but I think it was 2007. And um, it was in Austin. And I did an open audition. My sister told me about it. I didn't really watch the show because I didn't have cable. And if I did have cable, my parents would have never let me watch MTV. So my sister watched it and was like, you got to go. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't really sound like something that'd be good for me. You know, everyone's going to see that I'm crazy. That's not great. <laughs> you know, um, wild kid. Um, and she's like, no, I think you'll make it. You should just do it. So I went in there. I did an audition. We had like eight people on a seat and they asked us a bunch of like random questions. Um, then if you made it to the next round, they pulled you aside. And that group, I was the only one that made it to the next round. Then you did like a big like two hour like written interview where you had to even like draw a picture of yourself like how you view yourself you know and I was this like 20 year old just firecracker you know I'm sure they were just like who is this woman um or child rather um and then uh I did another interview that next day and then um about a month later I got, you know, and I was told like, oh, do the video. You got to do a video. And I tried and I felt so silly doing the video. I just didn't even send it in. So I didn't think I had gotten it. And then about a month later, I got a call and I kind of had forgotten about it. And they said, oh, we have, you know, you're in our top people. We're very interested. We'd like to send you out from Texas, you know, to, to Los Angeles for the day. And I was so excited because I didn't travel much. And, um, and it was only one day though. They literally got me there. I should have probably called like a relative or something. I just didn't even think about it at the time. I got there, did my interview and literally went home on the same day. Jeez. And, um, they asked me a bunch of questions in this interview. I had the first interview. I loved it. had this girl. I really like, she was just wonderful. And in this interview I had, I think it was Dominic and, um, they actually had like a real world like what was it called they had like a real world whole like tv show episode like about um interviews and everything and like actually he comes in and talks about my interview with him because it was quite uh, <laughs> I don't know what the word would be maybe like fiery um he comes in and he's immediately like oh I'm like hi you know just like happy and perky and he's like oh you know like I bet you're happy that I'm a man you know and I was just like uh, ready to fight at that point, you know, I was like, what do you mean? You know, like, and it's being recorded and I didn't know if they were trying to get me to say things for the camera. Like I was really like confused. Like if they were trying to like steer me to say things just for the camera, you know? And, and I, um, I felt very disrespected by him. So I was not, not happy with the interview. And, and at one point, um, you know, that he had asked me, like, do you feel like you let God, like, do you feel like God let you down? And I thought, like, I really thought they were trying to get me to say like, yeah, you know, God let me down and I deserve better in this world. And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not going to talk bad about God because this, you know, person wants me to, so I can get on a TV show. Like, I guess I'm going to have to give up 
the idea of going on the show because I'm not going to say what they want me to say, you know? And then he also had made a comment, you know, um, cause I was like, no, I let God down if anything, you know? Um, but I, I also had made a comment. Um, he, he said like, you know, would you, would you show your breasts for a car? And I didn't say anything. And I kind of just looked at him like, what are you talking about? You know, like people do it for a jello shot. Like, what? I didn't say that, but I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, would you like sleep with someone for a house? And it was him that was asking the questions. Then he had like a female assistant beside him. And I mean, this guy was really upsetting me. And I, I said, um, I said, well, what kind of car? And he goes, so you're a prostitute. And I was just, I mean, I wanted to get up and just slap this guy. And he actually knew that. And that's actually what he talks about in the show where they talk about interviews. He says, um, you know, Kellyanne, I, I asked her if she wanted to slap me. And, and you know, I thought about it. And I said, mm, no, I'm not really a physical person. I don't want to slap you, but like a face push. I want to push your face right now. <laughs> you know, like this guy was just driving me crazy. Um, and, and I said, you know, you know what the problem is with you? You want every single woman to be like your mother, but your mom is just like me. And, uh, you know, so anyways, the whole thing went on the very end. He said, I could ask him a question and I can ask the girl a question beside him. And I, I asked the woman beside him. I said, uh, would you show your tits for a car? And, and she looked at him and he kind of laughed and he was like, you can answer. And she goes, well, yeah, you know? And I was like, oh, well, you're a whore, you know? Um, and so I went home, I cried the entire way home. I had a boyfriend at the time. He had to literally like, I wouldn't get out of bed for like two days. And it wasn't just because I didn't think I got on the show. I felt like I was just like judged up and down and like and I didn't get on the show I mean it was like I was like hated this person and then about I don't remember how long maybe a couple weeks later he calls me up on speaker you know with everybody else and he's like hey can we put you on speaker and I'm like yeah I'm on it and he's like well I know you think I hated you but you're actually one of my favorites uh you got on the show if you want to be on it you know and he's expecting me to be like it jumping in joy but I was still so mad at him that I was like, so you made people cry more than you made me cry? <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah. uh, no, like, sorry about that. That was all an act. My apologies. Just need to see how you'd react to me. <laughs> um, but you did make the show, you know? Um, and so, no, I did not try out anything else. After I made the show is when I did my video, uh, which is where I showed my, my rear end and talked about the things that irritated me with people, which uh, I've gotten better with. I've, I'm less irritated, not much less, but I am less. And, um, and then, you know, they did say when we were auditioning for the show, they said, you know, they are getting the new, uh, road rules revenge was coming back out, which is, um, what Tori, um, did. Yeah. And, um, cause I remember she said she was, she was trying for our show as well. And she ended up doing that. And they had asked us like, would you be interested? And I, they, they made us watch like a whole like episode of whatever was on. And I remember like they said to like write your thoughts about all the people on the show. And I, you know, I just remember like looking at all the guys and being like, ugh, no, all these guys are not hot. And I'm 20. So that's all I cared about. And um, I was like, TJ, now TJ is hot. <laughs> you know, like that was like the one thing I wrote. And I was like, I'm not interested in doing any challenges. It's really not my personality. 
Um, I, I'm more of a real world person. So they did offer that, but I, I was like, I don't, I don't think that would be for me. I'm not going to say no, but I just don't think that's for me. Um, and so, yeah, so that was the only, the only thing I tried out for and I got it. And then, you know, when they asked me to do the Island, I, I, like I said, I was terrified. Like I, I didn't think I was a competitive person. I didn't think that I would do well. Um, for, of course there was less puzzles then. So I probably yeah. thought I'd do better than I would today. And, um, and so I, I said, uh, you know, I don't want to do a challenge. And then my, my boyfriend at the time and some friends were like, you know, you should really just do one. You should do one just because you're so scared of it. Like how silly, if you don't do it, you know, like you're going to just wonder if you could even do, have done it. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go into it. I'm going to train my ass off. Like I'm going to train so hard beforehand, but I'm also going to be okay if I go home right away, because I just want to know that I tried. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I did the first one, which was the Island. And then as you guys all know, um, it was not a regular challenge. So then I did the second one because I really wanted to do like an actual challenge, not a um, survivor type challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a long answer for you, but uh, those are all the details. No, you're good. You're good. Um, would you have liked, like you were season 19, um, 18 was Denver with like Jen and Tyree 20 was Hollywood with like Brittany, um, out of those two seasons, what would you rather been on Denver or Hollywood? Between Dem oh, Denver. I mean, Hollywood looked exhausting. I mean, yeah. Hollywood looked just like a total exhausting experience. I felt bad for everyone there. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Me and Paige have this disagreement because I love watching Hollywood and she hates Hollywood. So we have this disagreement <laughs> if it's a good season or not. Um, I think it's a great season. I don't yeah. want to be on it. No, definitely. Um, so there's been a lot of talks, homecoming. I'm sure you've heard them. New York, LA, New Orleans. A lot of people are pushing for Miami to be the next homecoming. Would you be interested in a Sydney homecoming? And do you think your roommates would be interested? I would absolutely love it. You know, I, I think maybe all of them would be interested. I don't know if Trisha would. Um, she's kind of moved on. She does a lot of writing now. Um, she's, she's just very into that world and her career, which is awesome. Um, you know, Siobhan, I think she would do it. She, as long as, you know, she could not be away from her child very long. But from what I understand, it's a, it's a short thing. Uh, I never asked Ashley about it, but as long as we had one of them, Ashley's the one who, you know, came after Siobhan left. Yeah. I know Isaac would do it. And Parisa, I think would be very open to it. We actually just had this discussion like a week and a half ago. Um, and I think definitely Kahada would do it. Uh, and I guess Dunbar probably would too. I don't even know if he's alive, but I'm assuming he is and he'd probably do it. Um, but you know, I, I used to think like, well, we didn't, we had kind of a bland group. I thought like in my head, I was like, ah, I got, I remember the comments from people being like, oh, it's kind of whitewashed. And there wasn't a lot of like, I just felt like a lot of people didn't necessarily love our cast. I thought, you know, um, yeah. from the comments I remember seeing back in the day. Um, but now looking back, I, I actually feel like we were quite diverse in our own ways and and, and parisa myself especially i was just such a naive person i didn't i was from texas i you know I, if i would have voted i would have voted for bush i signed up for the army at 17 um i didn't go because my mom told them she'd kill them when they came back to my house after i took the test 
which I didn't know about until like 10 years later. But, you know, I was just very much like pro my country, thought everyone loved us. I was just really brainwashed. I didn't know. And, um, no, no. Uh, and then when I, sorry. Um, and then when I got to, to Australia, I mean, come on, they're not that different than us, but I remember like people like Isaac peeing outside as we often all did. And this gentleman, older gentleman saying, Oh, fucking Americans. And I was so taken back. I was like, what? You don't like us? I thought only the people who bombed us in 9-11 didn't like us. I thought everyone loved us. Like, I was just so stupid. And um, and it really just opened my eyes to, like, to, to just the rest of the world. I always wanted to travel. And, you know, Parisa really helped me start to see. She's from New York. And she, she's, her family's not from here. And she, you know, she had a very different experience than I had. And so, like, being around her and, like, learning from her. Um, I just think it was one of the best things that ever, ever could have happened to me. Um, just the knowledge that I got from those friends and, um, she's actually the person I'm closest to, to this day. Um, the only one I'm really close to actually, but, and Isaac, um, but yeah, so I, I, I actually looking back when we were on the phone, me, Isaac and her were talking for a few hours the other day and I was just listening to him go back and forth. And I was like, actually, this is actually very interesting and very entertaining. And I, used to just kind of like say oh well, Sydney we didn't have that much diversity it wasn't that in depth it wasn't deep enough and now looking back I'm like no I think I was just being hard on myself I think really I myself learned a ton from these very unique characters who are still changing the world in their own way so it's it's interesting so I would love to do it and I think it would be a very good show I don't know if they'd ever do it because we were season 19 but yeah it would be pretty great if they did definitely um, and your seasons is one of the hardest to find. Um, because it's in Australia. Yeah. So I was wondering if you knew why that was. There was somebody told me that they think it's because like London, Paris, Sydney, or hard and Cancun are hard to find because you guys are international. I was told that they bought the rights to us, so it's actually in Australia. It's not hard to find. And, oh. Um, yeah, and what's kind of cool, like, like I uh, for me, especially in my young twenties. Uh, I went to Vegas, you know, and we have Thunder Down Under and then there's Chippendales and Chippendales, apparently they're at least years ago, they were more, maybe not all straight, but the Thunder Down Under guys were more into women, uh, at least at the time, I don't know if it's changed. And so I was like, oh, we, I want to, you know, go to a place where the guys might actually like me. So we went there for my friend's birthday. She's like this at the time, you know, she's married now, but she was like a virgin until she was like 29. And, uh, and so I was like, we got to take you to the male strip club, you know? Um, and so we went there in Vegas and to thunder down under and they all knew me because they had all watched the show and they're actually from Australia. Yeah. And it was kind of awesome. So I got this VIP experience with all these very attractive men who uh, got my friend on stage. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone on stage, but she got to go on stage and get all this lap dances, which I gotta tell you for my very, 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 um, conservative friend was incredibly fun to watch. Um, but you know, it was just always kind of fun because here I am in the United States where I go to Vegas for a male strip dance and they're all like, Oh my God, Kellyanne, ah, you know, and I was just like, Oh shit. So yeah. it actually is quite popular, or at least it was at the time in Australia. Have you been back to Australia since then? 
no, but my fiance and I are saying we're going to go back. We want to do that in New Zealand. And he was asking if we should do it for the honeymoon. And I just thought, eh, I don't know if I do it for my honeymoon, but hopefully in the next year, year and a half, we will at least spend a couple weeks out there. Definitely. I've never been, but I've always wanted to go. It's worth it. My dad actually was there when he was a kid too. So it was kind of cool because he was able to like, okay. you know, be like, oh, here's where I went. And yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so I play this game with every everybody I have on the podcast. It's called First Impressions. I'm really interested to see like when you first met somebody, what your first impression of them was. Okay. No judgment though. Okay, guys. Yeah. The first impression. Okay. No judgment. So the first three I have are from Sydney and then the rest are challengers. So the first one I have is Siobhan. Oh, what a good time. <laughs> um, next I have Dunbar. Wow. How boring. <laughs> Kahada. What is happening? <laughs> um, so going to the challenge, she just won All-Stars 3, John A. Sweetest thing in the world. No okay. one messed with her. That's what I thought. Yeah. Definitely. Um, this one was like your best friend back in the day, three-time champion, Evelyn Smith. This woman is inspirational. I have to make her my friend. <laughs> I, I love Evelyn too. So I'm here with you on that one. Um, She's like the most unique person um, I think about her often. We don't have the same relationship we used to, but she's, she's truly in my, my eyes, I will always look at her as a soul connection. She is amazing. Sounds I would always, I, I really want to meet her and just have a conversation with her because she seems so dope and down to earth. Um, she's, you ever heard of like lizard people? If there are such things as lizard people, like she might be one of them though. Like <laughs> truly so bizarre. Um, the next one is kind of the opposite of Evelyn. Um, you did not get along with this person. First impression of bananas. Oh, first impression we met. Um, I thought it was a good time. Um, we met at a new year's Eve party and I remember him saying, Oh, I should have worn something sparkly too. And then that night he says that I cock blocked him from this woman thinking that he was going to go back with me, but um, really, I just didn't like that woman because she was being rude to me. And so I did cock block him in a sense, but I just remember the end of the night, him running around the room, trying to kiss me and me just be like, no, no, no. But I thought that he was, I mean, I didn't watch any of his shows before really. And I just thought he was like a riot, a total riot. Mm -hmm. The next one is Naya. Oh my God. First impression. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> how the fuck is this woman here and i'm supposed to compete against her <laughs> um and then the last one i have is um a rival you had this season sylvia what's my first impression um i saw her when we were before we actually got into the house she, she was like we were all quarantined for a few days and like she was um beside me and then i think kayla was beside her and i saw kayla and her like hug and I was like, oh my God, like I remember seeing her in a clip on um, the challenge where she kept getting thrown in. And this girl seems like she took it on the chin and was able to just like keep fighting. So my first impression was like, I bet she's awesome. <laughs> and I bet you she is like someone you should like respect in the game. And that's, that's what I thought. So I want to talk about that Sylvia rivalry because it was one of my favorite parts of the show was you guys going back and forth the treehouse, and then you and Kendall and then it kind of was more you and Sylvia 
Um, what can you talk about that rivalry? I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying they want you guys for rival season together. Um, is that something you'd be interested in? And can you talk more about why you guys went at it during the season? Um, you know, she wouldn't be my favorite rivalry, but I would take, I mean, if she's respectful to me, then that's great. I would do it be a rival, but to be honest, like I'm the kind of girl who would like literally go in there and make you lose and make myself lose just to make sure that you didn't succeed. So if she fucked me even a little or disrespect me at all, like my first thing would just be like sitting down and letting her fucking fail. But, um, uh, you know, I don't, I didn't have a problem with her. My only problem is that she had a problem with me. Um, she talked about how the, you know, one time she was, it was really silly. Like we were all like, there's some, there's sour situations always kind of rough in the house. And, um, Kendall and I went to the upstairs, like shower, which was by the way, not their bathroom. Like these women took over this bathroom, but they had their own bathroom. And then they also thought it was appropriate to take over a whole nother bathroom, which is just honestly, truly bizarre behavior. Um, and so this, they had like a really cool open shower that Tyler and I would like share sometimes like we would shower together, which is really fun in a bathing suit. And then, um, and then I was like, Kendall, you want to join me and like do the shower thing? But Kendall gets like really, really cold. Like she's like a freakishly cold person all the time. Like everybody in the room be like, Oh, it's so hot. And Kendall be like, really, can I get another blanket? Um, um, and so, uh, you know, I, Kendall wanted to use, so I was in the open shower, but Kendall wanted to get into like the steam, like separate shower, had a door and she was trying to use the restroom and she was about to get into the shower. And it's not that I was like, Hey, Kayla, Sylvia, you guys can't use the shower, but they like came barging in. I was like, I'm in the main shower and Kendall's in the toilet right next to the shower. And they're like, Hey, is anyone going to use this? And I simply said, yeah, no, like Kendall's using it. She's about to, she's in the toilet but she's like gonna flush the toilet and get out like she's not like gonna sit there for 20 minutes like she's literally in the process of using the shower and uh there she was just like oh well too bad and like jumped in and like started using it and I, and I was just like huh like she was so I can't remember exactly but she was so rude and like I guess she was drinking so I wasn't gonna like I was sober she was drinking pretty regularly and so I wasn't gonna like um call her out when she's drinking you know it's not smart but I was kind of just like she was so rude about it and um and I was like well did you hear me Kendall's gonna come in there like, I wasn't like hey bitch you hear me I was like no but did you hear me like Kendall is coming in like in a second and she was like yeah like we hear you Kellyanne like just real rude and I was like do we have a problem and Kayla comes out she's like no 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 you guys are fine no problem and I was like okay um but then the next day I guess because she thought she had some power by being able to put a sabotage on me which little did she know I'd sabotage myself um she she went around telling everyone how she just couldn't stand me and how like I was when I was in the pool earlier that day like I was too whiny with Tyler because I was trying to get him to teach me how to swim and I was really just being silly and like I don't think she understands like my free spirit self maybe is just me being a free spirit. It's not like, I'm not trying to impress somebody. I'm not trying to come across as fake or even make you like me. I was just trying to just live my existence and my existence really upset her. So Mm -hmm. that was that pretty much the whole rivalry was my existence and her being upset by it. Interesting. Um, So you mentioned that she's not your favorite rival you had. Who is your favorite rival you've had? I mean, I don't have a lot I don't know I don't really have a whole I guess like 
I'm like, I don't have a lot. Well, the list starts going through my head. Um, <laughs> I forget quickly. Um, I think that there's just, I have a lot of great people that I have had rivals with in some way that I think would be great partners, like Johnny Bananas, for instance. Okay. Um, I think, so of course, if they're at the end, I'm going to make sure that I at least beat him to the final because we all know how that would go down. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, there, you know, there's some people that have had words with me, which people have gone on as rivals for less. And I just, there's some great competitor women and men that I would love to team up with, whether it's Johnny or, um, I mean, gosh, I would make up a robbery just to be with Laurel, but no, I know, um, Sylvia would be a great partner as long as she was respectful to me. Um, I, I think we would do very well. I, I think she doesn't get honestly enough credit for her physical abilities and, um, and yeah, like I would rather partner up with her than someone like, you know, Kayla, who was lying the whole time because I don't want to be partners with someone who's going around making up lies and then it affects me in a negative way in my partnership right so um that's something I will say with, with Sylvia you know I did see her do that she tried to get Kendall to say Veronica instead to put a sabotage on Veronica when they were supposedly teaming up with her and they also tried she also tried to get me to say John A when apparently her and John A were working together and she also tried to um and she tried to get me to say Ronnie which is why you guys will see like they had the days switched around, but you'll see like me talking to Ronnie. It was really the day before. Cause I was trying to figure out what I was going to put in. I was hoping Ronnie would say, look, I won't come after you, but I didn't want her to have to be, I don't want to like tell her to say it. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but you know, here she is like teaming up with Veronica and Ronnie, but really she's throwing both of them under the bus first chance she can. So that's not good. That's not a good look, but it's not as bad as what Kayla was doing where Kayla was like, actively lying to me melinda tina like i've never seen a person lie like that so it it wouldn't be my favorite because i don't like people who make promises if i'm on a team with them to people they can't keep their promises but at the same time i mean i get it sometimes in the challenge you can't control it there are times where they change the rules on you and you can't but you shouldn't go into something and make a promise going into it knowing that you're going to break it and i don't want a teammate like that so as long as she didn't do that i feel like she's a great competitor and um i wouldn't hate being teamed up with her definitely um so you made the final on both seasons um yeah. all-stars one you actually were the highest placing female tied with john a who i actually yeah. interviewed yesterday um oh nice so I want to know what your thoughts were on that whole, like, yes, Duffy was the only winner. There was no female winner. It was one winner and yes, one twist at the end. You know, that, that I, I made a big spiel about it on my Instagram and I went on us weekly and yada, yada, um, or us weekly, whatever. Um, but it, I stand by what I said. It, if you wanted to be equal rights, like when I got to the top, I kind of was hoping they'd be like, yeah, I know there's a first prize for women. You know, I look at TJ and he's like, well, you know, like you couldn't even look me in the eyes. He knew it was ludicrous. He was like, well, you guys are all equal. <laughs> I was like, yeah, now we're equal. Now yeah. women are equal when it comes to a leg race up a mountain. And I'm not going to say women couldn't beat men in a leg race. They do it all the time. We all know that. And that's what yes was trying to say at the time. He was like, well, I, I know a lot of women who beat me in, in these things. Cause he does stuff like this all the time. I said, no, I'm not saying women can't beat you. We a hundred percent can. A lot of us could beat you, but if you took the strongest woman and the strongest man, 
the man will win and we shouldn't have to try to be as strong as a man. That's not what we're built to be. You know, I shouldn't have to be on steroids in order to beat a man. They have more testosterone. They were given that from a young age. That's what gives them the muscle. That's gives, gives them the ability to do better. So yes, women could beat some blood women could beat these men, but I shouldn't have to be three times the athlete in order to beat a man. You know, that's just not, that is not sensible. So I think it would be okay if they would have done one winner, if they would have done the point system the same way as they did on day two, which probably Johnny would have had a higher chance of winning then. Um, so as I beat John a by a lot going up that hill. And if it, that was like the break of like, we had a tie, but like who, who actually got up the hill first, like, okay, like that would have been me, but we didn't do that. We did it all in like a point system. So why is it that our point system was double the points for a leg race against men when the whole time we were like doing stuff that was equalizers the whole first day, that was kind of silly. And it was kind of like the first day didn't even count. So um, I'm okay with it being one winner if it would have been equal the way that they did the first day. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, was there any conversations for you to go to All-Stars 2? Was that something you were thinking about or was it? Yeah, you know, they didn't ask me right away, but they did eventually ask me. Um, but my dog was really sick at the time. They, I didn't even think he was going to make it for the end of the month at the time. And there was just no way I could have left him. I mean, there's absolutely no way I would have left him. Mm-hmm. Um so I said no but then on season three he was stable and they thought you know maybe he he might make it a little longer and and we just didn't know at that point so I said yes to season three but it was still pretty fresh after he was so sick that uh, even on season three I was I was so emotionally consumed by what was going on with Haven every single day um so actually I watched the bachelor and there was this guy, I forget his name, Hayden. Um, that's his name, which is actually just like my dog's name pretty much. Um, and he talks about his dog. He's like, I'm going to go home to Ringo. And like, it's kind of a funny scene. I'm sure a lot of people are laughing. He's like, I'm not doing this. I'm going home to Ringo. Um, and I think he got kind of a bad edit. I'm sure that's how it happens. But, um, I was just kind of like understanding at that time. Like, of course, some of the things he said wasn't lovely, but I was, I was like watching and I was like, man, I totally relate to this because when your dog is sick and this like, this like feels like a soulmate there, your head is not in the game. The last thing you're trying to do is fall in love. The last thing you're trying to do is win a competition. Like all I could think about was like how I wasn't with my dog and I didn't know how long he had left, you know? Mm -hmm. So I did say no to season two, but, uh, season three was also like kind of close after all that had just happened. So it was all little consuming to be yeah. honest with the dog stuff yeah but he's doing great right now his That's butt's really having good. issues which is silly i'm telling you guys too much but otherwise he's he's doing good so and you're very big into animals so if you just talk about like where that passion comes from um what you do with animals and how many dogs you have yeah actually i'm about to pick up one right now i, I have a foster that came in yesterday she has some like skin stuff and we're getting her groomed this uh, healthy spot here which is like they do it for really cheap for um fosters so it's really sweet um because it's actually quite expensive otherwise um but i have two dogs if i had a bigger house i'd have at least three um i have no cats because every time i had indoor outdoor cat situation the cow always end up getting into a bad situation so no cats right now even though i love cats um because i have the dogs that can come in and out so i wouldn't be able to have just an indoor cat um 
but we might start fostering cats too soon i'm going to try to convince the fiance he's not thrilled about it he he's like totally cool with me having one foster at a time which i i've had this one foster name on me for about two months and she's fucking perfect she's yeah. just fabulous i mean she did shit in the house last night and i had to like pick it up at like two in the morning because i woke up to the smell but wow. she, otherwise she's lovely um wow. and, <laughs> it was a big poop but um but then i got another foster and he was kind of like hey just one at a time but like she, i've had her for so long she's been stable and like if it's an easy enough situation like I, the the rescue i like to work with these rescues and so i i was like i'm sorry max i'm I'm getting the dog at one o'clock today. Kind of didn't ask him, you know, like I asked him for some things, but like at the end of the day, like I, I hope he understands that like, this is what I'm going to do. And he's been very understanding so far. So, um, I did, I took on another dog yesterday and I'll have her for at least a week. Um, and <laughs> she's so cute. She's so cute. Um, but she has a hard time with stairs. I don't know how old she is. If she's a puppy or she's just incredibly clumsy, but she cannot get up and down the stairs. So in the middle of the night, I, you know, had to take her to go to the bathroom. So she doesn't also go to the bathroom in the house. And I was holding her and maybe it's so, so tired, but I slipped down the stairs and I was like, had no hands to, to grab onto thank God I didn't hurt her, but like, I took a big fall. Like today, my whole like right side is like really fucked up, <laughs> but, but I, um, I do, I, I foster a lot of dogs and when I'm not fostering, I'm donating or I'm volunteering or I'm picking up dogs and taking them to other fosters. Um, and, and honestly, my next step here is, um, I'm getting really close to a lot of the rescues in different groups and some lawyers, and I'm going to try to start changing some of the rules in Los Angeles so we can have stronger breeding rules and figure out how to like help in, in a larger capacity because um, it's, it's a real problem right now. And I think that maybe between people going back to work and those dogs not being used to being on their own, but also probably even more so um, when, when things get more expensive, which we all are seeing and, you know, groceries are outlandish. Like it's not like any, it's not like you're saving money by eating at home. Everyone's paying so much for gas and, and houses and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and so the first thing that happens is people get rid of their pets because pets are expensive. And so, so many dogs are in the pounds. So many cats are in the pounds. And if, like, even if it's like a almost no kill shelter, and, and if you hear no kill shelter, it means that it's 90% of the dogs get a live. That doesn't mean it's no kill. It means 90%. And, but even then, when you have a place like where I, I volunteer a lot is Riverside shelter here outside of uh, Los Angeles and they kill less than 90%, but they have so many dogs. I mean, every time I'm there, they're getting like 15 to 40 dogs dropped off a fucking day. And, um, and the problem is, is that if they don't put them down, they're all getting like a form of kennel cough, which is so bad that ugh, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but like these dogs are dying and they're showing up to like in the morning and the dogs are dead because of this like extreme kennel cough and it's not the, the shelter's fault it's the fact that like they can't hold this many dogs so we need to figure out how to change it in a larger capacity and not just in california but probably around the world definitely start with the united states and so that's now what i'm going to start be spending my time is to focus on how to work in uh, a larger way to, to try to make this better because i can't doing a couple dogs is wonderful but it's just really not fixing the problem yeah I love that you're like making a change. I have three dogs myself. I uh -huh. have 
two German Shepherds, which have <sighs> the most energy I've ever <laughs> seen in a dog. And then I have like a little Bichon that is oh like my God. little and chill and doesn't really do much. Jeez, and you know, German Shepherds, like they can be, like I've seen both, I've seen a lot of energy and I've seen medium energy. And they're so smart. People aren't really used to how, like, how to handle them. And like, at least in California, so it used to be like all pit bulls used to get put down. I would say pit bulls are third on the list now. First and second are German Shepherds and Huskies, which is crazy. So they're like full German Shepherd, full Huskies. And I'm seeing these people who are still buying German Shepherds. And I'm like, you guys realize you can literally get a full German Shepherd who's not just like, okay, yeah, there are some bad ones. Like there are some ones that need a lot more work and training. They're all good dogs, but you need more training. But there are some I've seen. So I tend to pick up a lot of German Shepherds when I take them to other fosters. And they are some of the absolute best dogs I have ever ever seen so amazing and i just think guys get to a shelter or go if you can't handle the shelter because i totally get that go to pet finder pet finder you can find the dog you want the like the breed you want the age you want just don't give up just look you'll find it um and i love that you have two and and a little fluffer too that's so awesome yeah mine uh one of them the girl nala i woke up at like two in the morning yesterday i went downstairs to get like something to drink whatever she ran from the couch to get her tennis ball and ran to jump on me to play catch at two in the morning. <laughs> what? I was like, we're not, it's too early. I was like, it's way too early for this right now. Oh, wow. But she has like the most energy I've ever seen in any dog. It, it's, it's, Do you rollerblade with her, or run with her or anything? No, I run with her. Um, I run with her and then I go to the baseball field like once a day and I have like, a bunch of tennis balls and I just keep throwing them because that's her favorite thing to do. And she'll bring them back to me, drop them and get ready to, for me to throw it again. Oh my God. I mean, that is hilarious. Yeah. How old is she? She's one and a half. She turns two in November of this year. Okay. So by three, you'll start to get some, t- some downtime. Yeah. She, I mean, <laughs> catch is her favorite, is her favorite thing. Like any ball, I mean, she'll just go chase it anywhere you throw it. That is it's, hilarious. My um, friend has a chocolate lab. Can you hear me? I just switched my AirPods. No, yeah, we're good. Um, my friend has a chocolate lab, and it's like literally constant. Like we had him at the at a wedding for like the pre wedding, and like everyone was throwing the ball with this dog for like literally hours, and yeah. like he never stopped. I mean, he could probably die of ty- being tired and just wouldn't stop. Like he would just keep going. Yeah, and it sounds like that's your dog. Yeah, that's definitely her. I mean, she. We'll be panting and still want to play to a point where like, no, we're going inside. You need water. Like chill out for a little bit. Oh my gosh. Like it's, it's what and it's, it's hotter now, you know? So it's, it's wild. Um, yeah. Yeah. My aunt actually rescued uh, two Chihuahua mixes. Oh, I, I loved her. My first dog was a long haired Chihuahua and she was great. Her name was Dulce. I love a good Chihuahua. Yeah. They, they're, uh, they, they're good, but they can be a little feisty. Yeah, I mean, they get a bad breath because if they're not, like, socialized a lot, they can definitely be just the worst. Yeah, I think that's what happened uh, before because when my aunt rescued them, she was told she has to get both of them because they can't be by, by away from each other. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that makes total sense. When I, I know before I really got into the dog stuff, like, I had gotten my dog from a, a my long hair travel when I was 17, I got her from a breeder. So it wasn't like a big breeder. It was like a small, like mom and pop breeder. So like they knew the dogs weren't mistreated or anything, but still, you know, I didn't know I could just take her to go to the pound. 
I don't know why, but I didn't know. And then um, my fr- my best friend and I were going to breed our dogs. We're like, oh, how fun. They can, they can make babies. But then she didn't really want to have babies. She was, I was like, okay, maybe she's a lesbian. So I didn't make her have babies. And, and then uh, we later on bought another chihuahua from a pet store. I mean, can you believe it? I went to a pet store and bought a chihuahua yeah. for my friend thinking that was totally normal. And I had no idea what they went through and what, you know, happens there. So, um, I'm happy to know now, but I was just, you know, like I said, I was young and I was very naive, mm-hmm. but I think we all are naive before we're wise. Right. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, so I want to get to a season that I literally have had 15 to 20 questions about, okay. um, the Island. Okay. Um, just complete chaos. People either love it or hate it. If you could just like, I guess just what was your thoughts on the island? I mean, it was a mess to watch. Um, what was your your whole mindset on that whole that show and your first show? My first show, my uh, my first challenge. Um, I was kind of surprised. I remember they told us when they called us it was going to be different. And she kind of chuckled. I should have known. Now I know the producer chuckle. You know, <laughs> I had yeah. no idea. I, I was like, oh yeah, I can cook my own food. Don't worry, I can cook. You know, no, there was no food to cook. It was uh crazy. Um. It really, it felt a lot like Lord of the Flies. Like it was like I saw like, and and honestly, in a lot of the challenges, it's like I see the way that like places are governed by like seeing how like you always all get there, you're all equal, and then all of a sudden, these certain people with certain powers become like the leaders. And it was really interesting to watch, and that was my first experience of that. But I can relate it to like real life all the time, um, and. Bye. And so uh, it was it was a really interesting eye-opening experience for me. Um, I did go from a 23-inch waist to a 21-inch waist, if that tells you about how much like weight we lost. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the people, because they were giving us like plain white rice, which is better for arsenic, but not good for digestion. Like a lot of the women, I don't know about the men, probably both, um, just couldn't go to the bathroom. So like we we're getting just we had endless amounts of rice and then, you know, whatever else we get in our little shipments, but like people just weren't pooping because they weren't able to like, there wasn't a fiber in our diet. So it was pretty wild. Um, we learned how to husk, um, our own coconuts, which was really, really difficult to do. Like husking a coconut's actually really hard to do without any tools. Um, and then I remember one time we were driving to a challenge, which we didn't really have challenges with the challenge we did have we were driving there and we could see this little, like, I don't know, five-year-old girl. Yeah. So I remember seeing this like five-year-old girl husking a coconut and it was like crazy. Like she was obviously from Panama and she was just like so fast at husking it. And I was like, holy moly, these people are impressive, but there wasn't, it wasn't a lot of good to it. You had to really search for the good. Um, you know, I, my favorite thing about challenges is like doing heights and really active things and stuff that's really fast. Um, sitting there and not eating not like ideal for my personality um I don't think it's ideal for anyone's personality but for the reason you want to do a challenge that was not it um also you couldn't really tell how bad you want to walk my leg you couldn't really tell how bad um it was like watching it I remember that show there was a show god I forget the show it's called well don't ignore this part because I can't remember, but it, you know, it talked about the show and like every time they, we'd be on these, oh, the soup. Do you remember the soup? No. Oh my God. The soup is hilarious. 
and there was a lot of um there was a lot of times that like the challenge would be on there and he would show clips of um I'm so bad at names. That's why I'm terrible at trivia. I was going to tell you the guy's name who's the uh, comedian for it, but I can't remember. I can think of him in my head, but I can't tell you his name. But he, uh, he's like showing us like the first episode of the island. You can see it and you're like, oh, wow. Like that doesn't look that bad. Like it's supposed to be like, oh, it's so survivor. But like, it looks kind of like Swiss Family Robinson, you know, like it's like yeah. nice, but it wasn't. There was like sand fleas and it was brutal. And then like Kenny and Johnny and uh, I think maybe just them two, maybe Dunbar, I can't recall, but them two definitely went and stole food. Maybe Abram, I forget, but they stole food like because every night we wouldn't have any food. We could hear, we could smell production. They were right behind us and they would, we would smell what they were cooking every night. And so like, not only would we be starving, but we could smell their food. And so when it got really dark, uh, the boys went, smart of them really they went and snuck food from production like found a little place was able to hide and go underneath the, the wherever they guess the gate and they stole a bunch of food from them and then hid it in their uh rooms and ate it and after that production would never turn off the lights so then not only were we like not eating having this like weird thing where we're not actually doing much we're just pretty much suffering but <laughs> the lights would never turn off there were like these like bright production light lights and uh you had to like i, I people had to use eye masks i didn't have eye masks so i would have to wrap like a scarf around my eyes every night to fall asleep because it was just like bright ass like production lights in your face while you're sleeping <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was pure torture yeah and that season there was obviously a lot going on specifically with bananas and evelyn you were kind of involved kenny was kind of involved if you could just talk about like how bad were those verbal arguments? Is there anything we didn't see? Cause what we did see was pretty bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, yeah. And you didn't see a lot. And honestly, Kenny was no better than Johnny. Just Johnny was like, you know, he's a louder, well, they're both quite loud. Um, but it, it was incredibly bad. You got to remember the times were different. People were able to talk to women differently. Um, it was never acceptable it was never okay but at that time that it's not great still but it was more accepted and um they were hungry you know we're all starving so if you can imagine your worst emotional state with hanger plus doing in a competition show plus just being a douchebag i mean it's a bad combination you know um i think johnny learned a lot from that show uh and he kind of I, I think he grew a lot after that. I don't think he's a whole lot better, but I, I do think he grew a lot from that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was, I will tell you, I won't go into much depth because I don't want people to hold my past against me, but um, it was it was worse than what you guys saw. It always is. Mm -hmm. And you went from one chaotic season to another in the ruins, which you got second place with Sarah. Um, yeah. You guys almost won that. No, that season was a mess as well chaos yeah um, there's well, we had case we had casey and siobhan and it was kind of like with the guys like always having a show where you're like oh these are the people who have already won here's who they haven't you're like okay well there's probably a reason so um having all these men who are incredibly 
talented on the challenge on one team and then guys who are like pretty good you know on another already a huge imbalance but then you had two women who were just not very athletic especially one who you know didn't really want to try at the time like Casey god love her like she did so much better on this last six season she did like I think that was kind of her thing was like she's like I, I beat a lot of my fears when I'm doing this stuff well it's wonderful to see an all-star that really was such a good I just think she did so great um like you know she she wasn't that person on the ruins and I also there was rumors and I do believe it to be true that uh you know, she was maybe purposely letting our team lose a lot, which would make a lot of sense. I mean, first off, I don't think anyone could be that bad, but also, um, you know, it would save her, right? Like if my team was an idiot, my team is often, and I see this happens on, um, happens a lot on my shows. Um, it seems like people want to throw me in because they want to keep themselves there longer, but you're like, come on guys. Like, why are you getting rid of like one of your only few good teammates? Like (laughs) you might not like me for whatever personal reasons you don't like me, but like, why would you, it's a team game. It's not like it's an individual game. Why are you trying to get rid of your best players? You know? Uh I want to ask you about the elimination you had with Evelyn um, on the ruins where she didn't want to go against you because of the tox toxicity, um, I guess is the word of her own team. Um, did you know she was going to do that? And what were your thoughts on what were your thoughts on that? Mm, no, I didn't know she was going to do that because Evelyn is a strong competitor who I think has a big um, her competition. You can also call it an ego. I mean, it was just it, she didn't want to lose. You know, like that's not who she is. Um, so uh, it's just like that just shows you her hate for these men grew stronger than her love for the challenge you know um but i don't think she knew that she i knew it was like talked about but i didn't think she even knew she was going to do that and i told her like i'm not going to do that for you like so you don't feel the need to do it for me like we are in a competition um you know uh but i i understood why she would these guys were really terrible to her before she was offering to volunteer as like a good gesture as a teammate and now she can't trust her team i mean it's literally what i said i would do if i had a rival i didn't like you know like yeah. i will purposely not do well if my rival is mistreating me like i just won't put up with it i don't i don't need the money enough to put up with someone mistreating me and just so they can benefit from me and i think that was what she did she and, and, she, and she was right to do so i mean it would have been great if she was uh Honestly, if we would have won, it would have been great <laughs> because yeah. we were so damn close uh, and no excuses. We have, we should have won. Like we were, we were so, so close. The only thing is, is that, um, that puzzle at the end really got us and, um, it, it, it was harder. I mean, they had what, five of them working on the same puzzle that two of us could work on. If we had three more people, maybe we would have been able to figure it out as fast as they did, you know? Yeah. hard to say um but we lost and we had the opportunity to win i think that's what the people wanted i think that was kind of like a hope of even the producers like it it was in us to win which is probably why it was the hardest to lose um honestly kind of like this one i just did like i did so terribly you know i felt so sick on the final on this last final and 
I really just thought in my head, like, like I told you earlier, like, I was like, no, there's no way I have any chance. Like, I'm just like, I'm too fucked up right now, you know? And so I kind of like checked myself out, even though I was trying not to, I was trying my best to try, but I was kind of like checked out, even though, um, and so when I kept not getting, like, I kept not getting what I thought I should get, like, I wasn't winning any, I was like, oh, here it is. It's like showing me that, like, I'm not doing well enough. So when I got the crossword the next day, party was like great if this is like a whole nother like I should have known better like the more you do these challenges the more you remember that like anything can happen and you start to realize like you should never like think that you understand what's going to happen because you don't but like um on the second day like I just assumed like golly if I feel this bad now I felt bad the first day then I feel so seasick for the next like 24 hours I'm like if there's a way out for me to get out of here like I am fine not if I'm just gonna like do as bad as I did on the first day right mm-hmm. um and it was a crossword which I obviously just I honestly couldn't even remember how to do a crossword I was like I'm missing an E but like the E's already up there that's how crosswords work um but uh like when I like went back and like actually watched the second day and like John A came back and she was like Kel you would have won and then I talked to Mark though Danny's and Kel after watching day two you would have won and I watched it and I'm like fuck I would have won, you know, like, you yeah. never know what could have happened, but, like, it's just, like, those kind of things hurt, like, I was, like, didn't really care that I lost at the time, so I was, like, man, I suck, it wasn't my final, like, sometimes you just, it's not your final, that's what happens, but then when I watched day two, I was, like, motherfucker, I literally could have dominated day two, like, that's, that's a hard feeling, I think that, like, you know, you just kind of have a little chip on your shoulder for it, like, um, with, with, um, the ruins on, just getting second place like Sarah and I were so so damn close and if we would have just gotten that one puzzle uh it would have been ours but we never we had to do a time penalty on it we never figured it out so yeah um so I just have like one more question before we get into listener questions if you don't mind um I just want to know you took a big break from the ruins to bloodlines and rivals three um what made you want to come back and was there any close calls on seasons that you almost went on like 
every time I go in there, it's either a brutal man or a mean woman just targeting me. And, like, it's just, like, it's one thing if you want to play the game or competing, but, like, the, the, the hostility for me is a lot. Like, I just don't like it. And, um, and I can, and I'm not saying I can't be that way. I just try not to be. So, like, trying not to be that way but being around people who are, it's, like, not the best. Um, and so I, I always said I wouldn't do it, and she'd always try to convince me to. Like, every time she tried to convince me to. She was always such a cheerleader for me to do the shows. And um, she was a cheerleader in life. And um, when she passed and she had decided to, like, she knew, like, her chances of living at the end and, and how she was going to spend her final like, she was always optimistic and, like, she was such a fighter, but she, like, knew the chances. And she chose to do another show on her final month. And, um, which is wonderful for so many people because, like, Naya got to know her and, like, she got to make a difference in more people's lives again. And, that's, like, that's what's so special about Dee and one of the many things is that, like, she went out of her way to, like, her story was able to help so many people who have dealt with that, too, or know someone else who's gone through that. So, like, she's such inspiration. And so... When she passed, I was like, look, DM literally always wanted me to. She chose to spend her dying days like this. Like, how can I be so selfish to not give it another shot, you know? Yeah. And so I did. And, then, you know, you got to bring a cousin. I thought it would be really fun for Anthony, though he is, like, drama-free. Poor kid. He, like, he's the most innocent person in the world. <laughs> so, like, you know, just such a sensitive heart. Um. But I had warned him. I was like, look, this is a hostile environment. Just like you've been warned. Um, but uh, it wasn't my best experience. Um, that show in particular, there was some, some stuff that I don't agree with that went down. And um, and so I, it was not, I was not expecting a, a happier welcoming back after it'd be like for the reason that I was doing it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting that that didn't turn out so well. And so then when I got asked to do Rivals the very next season, um, I, I was like, yeah, like, I want to have a better, I don't like to go out. Um, it's kind of like if I had a bad shrooming experience. I would never end my, my shrooming experience on that shroom. I would make sure I did them again, uh, promoting drugs, but that's just okay for me. Um, so, you know, I, I felt, I felt that way too. You know what I mean? Like you have a bad trip, you do it twice. <laughs> it's just, it's the same with the show. It's like, look, you don't, you can't end on a bad note. You know, like you gotta go back. You gotta have a better like ending experience because it's this one that was so important to me in my life. You know, and even though a lot of the challenges were harsh, I look back and I feel like I learned a lot, or I learned a lot of myself, or I just love the experience that I had as a whole, even if it wasn't all positive. And so I was like, I need to go back to like change that experience. And I did. I, I really liked my rival. When I got there, I was certain I was going to send him home immediately. I was like, hope you like packing your bags up because I'm putting us in first chance I get. You know, we're going home. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was actually, <laughs> he was like shockingly nicer than I expected. Like, I was hard. Like, I was like, I'm not going to like you. I dealt with you. You were lying and cheating the whole season before. Like, we are not going to be friends. And then uh within the first like probably few days of being there I was like okay you're not so bad and then by like a week and a half in I was like nah you're my friend I really like you <laughs> and actually he just had his uh him and his wife are I think she either just had her first kid or they're pregnant so 
so they're doing very good in life, which is great. Um, but um, I I went back because I needed a better experience after bloodlines, and the only reason I went back to bloodlines is because of DM. And then after that, um, they didn't really ask me um, to do as many. They had always they call me randomly, but I want to get like the final call. Um, and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to, so I wasn't really concerned about it. But then um, my job stuff had changed, and I kind of needed the money. And they asked me to do, oh, gosh, I can't remember what the show was called, but it was insane. Vendetta. Oh, it was Vendetta, was it? Yeah, was that it was Dirty in Spain. 30? Dirty okay. 30 was in Colombia. Okay, this was Spain. So it was South, South Spain, so they're Spain. So that was Vendetta? Yeah, that's what Cara won. I wonder who I would have gone against. Um, so is that when, um, well, what's Nani's, I, I know her and I love her, but I'm just drawing a blank. Nicole. The Nani's cousin, Nicole, did she go home first on Vendetta? Yeah, that was the one she went home first on. Okay, so that was the one I was an alternate for, and I got to hang out with Derek, and we became quite close, and um, also Corey Brooks from Big Brother, and, and um I adore him as well. He's recently engaged to a beautiful woman, so congratulations to him as well. Um, and so that was actually like the best time ever because I got paid to be, I mean, not as much as you do as a show, but I got paid to be an alternate. So I needed the money and it was just like perfect timing. And then I also like, meanwhile, was able to like party in Spain. It was, I was like, I love my life. It was like, I was going through like this crazy breakup and I was like, just lost my job and got rid of my tits. And I was like, my life is pretty upside down. And they're like, you want to do the show? And I'd be an alternate. And I was like, I guess, like, let's just try it. And they didn't ask me to do it. So I guess it wasn't meant for me to do the show. But my experience was just like, I mean, you can ask Derek. It was just like the best. We uh-huh. waited in the hotel area for a couple because you had to wait there for a while before they know if they need you or not. And they kept being like, maybe we're going to use you. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're going to use you. But then they ended up not. And then, um, <laughs> and then, we all partied. Um, Ro- Ronan, Ro- Rogan? Rogan? Rogan. Yeah, he was there and he was like, yeah, you American girls are crazier than where I'm from. I was like, I don't think so. I think just us. Um, but, but uh, you know, then it was me and Nicole. We had to convince Derek. Like, when Derek was like pretty drunk, we convinced him to go to Ibiza with us. And we were like, come on, you got to come. And he was like, no, I gotta get home, my son, and work, and I was like, no, you don't, you're already here, like, yeah. you should just come for a couple of days, like, let's go, and so, like, and Corey was, like, super down, and so, um, yeah, so we all went to Evisa first, and we did, um, like, a kayaking, which is when I realized that Derek is terrible at kayaking, because I had to go back with him, and he, I thought it was because he was drunk, but it turns out it was a a theme, so I'm hoping he starts practicing. He, he I, I literally like Corey was with him on the first way, and the way back he was like, "I'm not going with with Derek," and I was like, "Oh man!" So I had to like pretty much kayak his ass all the way back. It was really fun though. And then um he was just like passed out, and <laughs> he says like he's like I don't remember going. He's like he doesn't remember the flight. He was like I was once in whatever city we were in in, in Spain. He goes and then I just wake up in Ibiza and. uh and I was like, just the best time ever. And then we partied uh, every night. We got to see the last show, like the, you know, the final show of the season there. And then the boys went home and Nicole and I went to Barcelona. And we stayed there for a few days, just Nicole and I. 
and then Nicole went home, and I think I stayed for another couple of days in Barcelona, and then went home. And I still made a ton of money, so it was just like the best. Yeah, you're um, doing well. I uh, I actually interviewed Rogan a couple months ago. We've become friends, talking back and forth. And he's on the interview. He told me about your guys' adventures. Um, it is. Yeah, he told he's told me some stories about your guys' adventures in Spain and all that all that stuff that you guys had fun doing um oh my god yeah he is really wonderful i really like him he is uh um yeah they were just talking about spain um i feel like we went a little long i'm sorry um no it's my fault because i start going on tangents and then um you know i was doing the dog stuff so no worries uh my apologies too it's all good um so i just have a couple listener questions that people sent in if you don't mind really quick um, yeah. so the first one has nothing to do with the challenge. They want to know what your favorite dog breed is. I don't have a favorite dog breed. Um, but I'll tell you that I have like ones I lean towards when I see them and it's always a golden retriever. Always. Um, St. Bernard are just like my heart mm-hmm. and, um, and like great things or anything really abnormally big. I tend to really like, but okay. I love them all. I really love them all. Um, the next one is, would you ever be partners with Bananas on a rival season? And would you steal the money from him? I would be partners with Bananas. And um, I will not tell you if I would steal the money from him or not. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Um, the next one I have, hold on, I'm just pulling it up. Oh, they want to know, in one word, describe the Treehouse Alliance basic okay <laughs> and then the last one i have isn't from a little well i think she listened to a couple of them but john a sent in a question she said is john a your favorite <laughs> um that's all i have oh Paige just texted me to tell you to say hi she wanted to say hi to you too by the way oh um, i love Paige. hi i but just john a, is one, john a is one of my favorites john a is one of your favorites <laughs> Um, I want to say thank you for coming on. I really appreciate this. If there's anything you want to say, any last words, where we can find you on social media, just your time to shine. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I am on social media. It is just my name, Kellyanne Judd. And on there, you'll see that I also have a dog page, which is No Traditional Mother, um, under slashes between each word. And um, that's where I mostly talk about the dog stuff. And as you guys will see, I, I post a lot about the things I'm doing with them or if you want to help out how you can do that. And eventually I am going to start off, um, I'm going to start off my nonprofit soon and it'll start off small, but you guys will, will see more information on that shortly. So. Love it. Love it. Um, so I'm going to hope. And, this then, oh, and then also, sorry. And then also uh, Kendall and I do have yoga bitches page where we, just kind of randomly talk about spiritual stuff or growth stuff or yoga or workouts. And it's not as common as you would like, because, you know, she's a mom and I'm busy doing my stuff, but if you ever go on there, you will see um, content that might be able to help you with your um, physical and emotional growth as well. Love it. Love it. Um, I love you and Kendall's friendship. Um, I want to say thanks again for coming on. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the posters that I have because we've been going back and forth on my personal Instagram, but on the podcast Instagram, I get a poster for each episode. Um, so for example, John A, we're doing CrossFit and we're gonna have like two trophies there. 
I interviewed Cara Maria last year and we did like horseback riding in Montana was the poster work. Um, so for your episode, and if you don't like it, feel free to give me an idea. But I was thinking like us both paddleboarding in Los Angeles and having your two dogs on a paddleboard too. I love it. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to get that going probably next week because I'm going to drop Johnny's episode uh, next week first and I'm going to get on to editing yours and sending yours on. Um, that's all I got. Thanks for coming on. I hope I hope you yeah. enjoyed it. Hope you have a good rest of your night. Oh, thank you. And maybe delete the part where I talk about drugs. I mean, I don't mind it because I am a big supporter of drugs, but I can't talk about it in the in the light that I want. I don't want people to think I'm talking about heroin. I'm really just a supporter of spiritual drugs. But maybe we'll no problem. Yeah. And if, you <laughs> if you want me to cut anything else, just let me know. I can cut whatever you whatever you need. Uh you think you need a couple that doesn't make me sound great feel free okay sounds good thank all right you. thank you kelly Ann. have a good night appreciate you see you bye that was the podcast with kelly Ann. i hope you guys all enjoyed it um like i said all my social media links will be down below and so will all of hers i hope you guys enjoy the aza and the cinco episode the last couple of weeks i'm hoping to get more challenge usa people on soon Chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss. Uh, real as it gets. Never know what to expect. Uh, got a rep jersey. I thought I told you. Yes, indeed. Every week got a brand new poster while I'm hey, chilling with Dylan. Chilling with Dylan. Hey, chilling with Dylan. Chilling with Dylan. Let's go.